I guess I need to turn up the level before I start talking. I was confused when I was trying to fade us out because I was expecting the Tycho music was coming from your thing. I pulled down your slider and it didn't turn off. I was like, what the fuck? So I pulled down the other one. But I still thought it was your computer, right? So now I was playing this music and I slid up the other one. I'm like, it's not working. I can't figure this technology out. Glad you're in charge of the audio. Yes. I I did figure it out after many moments of confusion. So I asked you two weeks ago if you had any science questions, science things you were questioning about to ask me. You haven't given me anything. Okay. Well, I'll 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 repeat it. I don't have anything to to talk about. So. I got something interesting to talk about. It's not a. It's not an exploratory science question okay. so much. But uh, have you heard about the people that are getting meat allergies from the Lone Star Tick? No. All right. So there are. There's two bad ticks out there. There's the there's black, a deer tick. Well, the deer tick, more accurately referred to as the black legged tick. Okay. And that'll give you Lyme disease. If it has... If it has Lyme disease. Right. And is common in this area. You know, from from Maryland, Pennsylvania, this mm-hmm. whole area. Uh, it, it's a common thing. And then there's the Lone Star Tick, which is a tick that has a little white speck on it that I guess looks like a star or Texas. I, I don't know which. The article I read today said it looks like Texas. The, ticks look, the tick looks like Texas. The spot looks like oh, Texas. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, I thought... The, spot like a star until I read the article today. But the Lone Star Tick can carry uh, Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, which yeah. is pretty bad shit too. But not just that par- that disease. So uh, Lyme disease is a bacterial infection that's hard to catch but you can treat with antibiotics. The regimen of antibiotics. Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever is another bad thing. I don't know as much about it because it's not prevalent here in the area. But they scientists have recently kind of correlated that people have been reporting these meat allergies where if you eat red meat or meat in general, you'll break out in the hives and like a big histamine, antihistamine right, thing right. will happen when you eat meat. And they've kind of uh, tied it into let me get the name of the enzyme or, or protein protein um, let me let me speaking of, of enzymes did you, did you listen to that uh, I still would recommend that if you haven't listened to it yet the in our time about enzymes I, I haven't heard that one yet okay so there is um Red meat, you might be surprised to know, isn't totally sugar-free. It contains a few protein-linked saccharides, including one called galactose alpha one comma three galactose or alpha gal. And so, this is emerging science. They don't know for sure uh-huh. yet what's causing it, but they think there's something in the. It's either in the tick saliva, or it's protein that is left over from a previous blood meal. Or maybe it's a bacteria or a virus, but that seems like that's the bottom of the list. But 
uh, once you're bitten by a Lone Star Tick, is assume it's assume it's uh, something in their saliva, protein mm-hmm. in their saliva. Your your body builds up antibodies for alpha gal, and alpha gal is lousy in red meat, mm. and also in this cancer drug. And that's kind of part of where the emerging research is. Interesting. And so when you eat red meat, you'll have you know your blood, well, your immune system will see alpha gal, and you have these antibodies that will attack alpha gal and make you sick. That's not good. An allergic, you know, allergic reaction. Allergic to a cancer drug too, which is right. So the cancer drug, I'm not sure. I've never heard of this thing. It's not one of the mass marketed ones. Um, There are mass marketed cancer drugs. I don't like see. I don't see TV ads. Yeah. Well, I guess you're right. Um, I can't even say the word. It's like cetuximab, C-E-T-U-X-I-M-A-B. which has tons of alpha gal in it, apparently. And so they started figuring out why the clinical trials for this cancer drug were like people were having these reactions. And then they realized that it overlapped with Rocky Mountain spotted fever. And, and then to a smaller degree, the meat allergies. And then so they did some testing on, you know, bringing all this together. And that's where they isolated this alpha gal. This is where science comes in. This is where science proves its worth because all these disparate fields can still come together to produce solutions as opposed to other ways of of trying to obtain knowledge, which do not come together with other forms of knowledge. You can't then combine them and and come up with new and and, and learn new things. Yeah, I mean, you're right. right? You're, You're so right that, you know, they... Okay, so... We're doing this widespread trial of a cancer drug, and only people in the southeast United mm-hmm. States are having this side effect. Why are geographic people having the side effect? Right. What other events happen in the south? Oh, shit. Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever is overlapping with this thing. And then, you know, to a smaller degree, this meat allergy thing. You know, just It's an amazing confluence mm-hmm. of, of, of evidence. Now, the scary part of the article that I was reading is that um, the it's spreading. Meat allergies are spreading. So it used to be confined to southeast... Uh, let me find it here, with the areas. Um, By the way, I want you to, to play with this a little bit, because I've been playing with it the whole show. It's, it's weirdly... Because it's unbalanced? Weirdly, the unbalanced... Gives it a kind of it, it's a spinner, but it only has one of the uh, three lobes has uh, the weight inside of it. That's and pretty it, cool. It weirdly feels awesome. What would be neat is to put different weights in each lobe. Yeah, that would be kind of neat. Sure. Uh, okay, so uh, let's see. Where's this at? All right, so it's traditional. Why are we singing? Why are we hearing this song again? We didn't listen. Well, this is like the third song in the playlist. Okay, it feels like the same song. Well, this is the intro song. I'll skip it. Put some more stuff on. All right. So, uh, meat allergies. Where do you have to worry about meat allergies? Uh, let's find Southeast. All right. So, uh, patients that live in the. That's not the. Virginia, North Carolina, probably you know south of there. Apparently, 
But now they're seeing cases in. Oh, come on, New York, Duluth, Minnesota, uh, Hanover, New Hampshire, uh, Long Island, New York. You know, so ticks are fucking awful. Lyme disease is bad. Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever is bad. Now it's going to give you meat allergies. Insects are, you know, you get malaria, you get all these, all these other shit. You get the insects are are horrible vectors for disease, but and insects kind of run this planet. We 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 make play like we do, but insects are everywhere, and we can't. You know, the thing that bugs me, and I kind of have to kind of find solace in the odds of shit happening. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like okay, so I take my kids out in the woods, and they get ticks, right. and we pull the ticks off. If you pull the ticks off in the first day. Very low likelihood of contracting Lyme disease. Have you seen one of those, like, they have tick keys that you buy? Those, I have one. But those aren't good for getting ticks off in 24 hours. Those are good for taking in gorge ticks off of dogs. That's all they're good for. Because the tick has to be so big before tick key works. But you still want to do that process of not, you don't want to burn it. You don't do that. No, no, you you just tweezers. Tweezers is all you need. If you want to get a tick off before you have a chance of contracting Lyme mm-hmm. disease, a tick key is not going to work for you. I have one. You can have it because it's, it's only good for pulling ticks off dogs after the, they're engorged. I see. Um, anyway, so taking my kids out in the woods and maybe getting a tick out. I pulled three ticks off Allie, one tick off Max so far. And uh, we've done it, you know, immediately. So I've been like, this is cool. You know, there's not going to be any long-term effects. Now, this Lone Star tick, apparently, if it just bite, I mean, they're still figuring out exactly what's causing it. But the kind of the leading theory is it's a protein in the saliva. So just getting bit by it could give you this meat allergy. Huh. You know, and it's like, you know, until we figure out how to treat it, you know, take it from a disease to, you know, something that's treatable... You know, it, it makes me like, is my outdoor lifestyle like putting my kids at risk for something major for their lives? You know, and I'm not too worried about a rabid raccoon that I have to deal with out in the woods. But, you know, now I'm like, well, shit, is geocaching worth giving my daughter a meat allergy? <laughs> you know? Uh, it's, but, it's, it, but it's a whole. Yeah, no, it's an interesting question because you, you do go out with your kids into woods a lot and so they are exposed to this more than they would otherwise be but if you look at the odds especially here in pennsylvania this hasn't come here yet right uh-huh. but if we're in the area it's like the odds are she's probably gonna die on the highway instead of in the you know and get a meat allergy so you right. gotta you, you have to break out of that human scare thing and right try right. to figure out what is and if she likely. gets a meat allergy is it gonna be the worst thing in the world no Means she can't eat some meat, right? But I don't want to. I don't want to impose that on any person, let alone. No, no, kid. I understand, but yeah. it's not. You're not condemning her to to death. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I tweeted this thing that that I heard uh, in a lecture. Uh, I was, I'm listening to the Feynman lectures, um, which I've never listened to the his Feynman lectures on physics. I mean, I know most of what he's talking about, but it's all. I've explained before that I always like to listen to a great teacher do stuff because you get interesting ways mm-hmm. to, to learn things and you learn new things too. Um, when he was talking about relativity, 
this song's super Zeppelin-y, isn't it? Every song from these guys is super Zeppelin. No, no, these are different bands. This one's from Greta Van Fleet. The last one's from Airways. Oh, yeah, these, these all sound very yeah. Zeppelin-y. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's not a bad thing, it's just... You know, sort of a genre in, in, in and of itself, just like Beatley is sort of a genre. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, this is very Zeppelin. Yeah. Uh, so the, the quote that I tweeted was uh, attributed uh, by Feynman to uh, Henry uh, Poincaré, which is one of the guys who, with Einstein who uh, developed relativity. Um, a complete conspiracy is in itself a law of nature. The idea being that so that they were you know. It, it was as if when when they were exploring uh, the ideas behind relativity, it was as if there was a conspiracy to to change the uh, the uh, measurements of of these things such that light would always be at a certain rate, or uh, like distances would seem to be shrink. And, and it, but it was like a conspiracy that happened every time. It was a conspiracy. That nature was doing a conspiracy that is complete. Every time you do this measurement in okay. any way, it is, it is a conspiracy. That is a law. That's that's a description of a law of nature, right? If ever isn't a conspiracy hiding the truth. Well, or- a, a conspiracy in this sense would be working things working together. Things working together. Inspiring. To- Conspiring to produce some result, but it's not inherently hiding the truth in the definition, right? A conspiracy politically is right. To when cover we up. when we use that in a political sense, we're talking about like a cover up or some sort of or people working together towards some particular but if goal. You, if you that does, is generally if you, nefarious. If you take a natural definition of conspiracy, it's several agents working together, right, or corroborating each other. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, right, science. Yeah. It's multiple things corroborating a result. Right. So it is a conspiracy. If it's complete, it's a law of nature. And this this just reminds me of of the people who are uh, talking about, like, flat earth and shit, how everything is a conspiracy. Well, in a sense, everything is a conspiracy in this sense. That's probably where I got the, like, wrong definition of conspiracy. The conspiracy people have co-opted it to mean lying right covering up but there is a conspiracy to make it look like the earth is uh, a globe and that conspiracy is that the earth is a globe i wouldn't say that i would say the conspiracy <laughs> is all observations all all scientific observations you know that are capable of viewing such a thing yes. indicate that the earth is yeah okay fair, fair enough to, to be to be totally exact yeah. uh, but like so there's a conspiracy to make it such that all of those of those all, they all conspire together they all conspire together to make it such that from the best of from the best of our knowledge the earth is a globe but that, conspiracy people think that only humans can conspire because they have motive you know, that kind of well, thing. I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's applying. I mean, there, so, there so, is a there is a sense of applying agency in, in sense of, right. of, of yes, conspiracy. Yes. But, but trying to say that just corroborating evidence is right. a conspiracy, 
I, I I kind of like it. I kind of don't like it. I kind of think that you're like over. You're kind of overloading the. Well, the 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 point is more like so so like Point Carre w- was talking about how when they kept measuring this stuff, they kept expecting some different result, but it kept coming out to be you know the result that speed of light was out with you know was always the same no matter how they measured. And it seemed at first like there was you know maybe there was some you know. There was something wrong with their the way they were measuring, or there was something wrong. And there was something in, in what they were doing that was conspiring to to <clears throat> to have it such that these would would be against what you would expect. But ultimately, it was the conspiracy itself was complete. All right, there take, was no take the spinner, hold the center down, and leave it on the table. Hold the center, just give it a good spin, and then let go. Let go a little bit sooner. Okay, so yeah, it's, it's well, that that is you want you want to be in happy medium where it'll wobble but not yeah. hit something. Okay, so yeah, it, it's we're, we're spinning this this unbalanced spinner, and it is then going to move in its in in its direction where the center of mass is as well, it's spinning, and so that's going to be changing. I don't think it's the center of mass because it's the center. Uh, Inertia, because yeah, the okay, right. So it spins, it's it's, gonna... it's going to move tangentially towards its direction where there is the the, the mass, but that keeps changing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's going to then wobble in the center of the center of what it's wobbling on moves. Well, this is an example of why centrifugal moves. forces is a fake force because it's moving centrifugally. Mm-hmm. Right? It's moving towards. Right. The, but the the center the center of this phenomenon moves towards the center of the spinner as it slows right. down. True. And friction's playing in there too. Friction's playing a little, you know, you know some 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 role, but uh, not the mate. Not not the mate. It's mm-hmm. slowing it down. That's mm-hmm. but. Well, no, no, friction. Yeah. But you can yeah. see, like that was a good spin you got there. Mm-hmm. You can see how it's more wobbly, and as it slows, it starts spinning like a balanced spinner. Right. Right. Yeah. So it moves towards the center as you don't have as much force. It's kind of a very uh, stark precess, really. Yeah. Thing is, if you do it too hard, you don't have enough table there to to, yeah. to uh, absorb the the wobbling. Cool. See, this is not Led Zeppelin-esque. This no. is more. This isn't the Zeppelin playlist yeah. or anything. This is. This is artist on rock artist on the brink on Amazon Music. So okay, I want to point this out. Jason UMD corrected us. It was Temple of the Dog. That was the Chris Cornell. Okay, uh, Mother, he wasn't in Mother of Love. Huh? Yeah. What else? Uh, Do we have anything else in the channel for the show other than the... No, we've kind of... Ten I mean, Nope, just Ten Barrow. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, no. There was... Oh, there was the, uh, the, video, the, the image I sent to you of the M&M thing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. It, it, so the, the, it, it's a it's an advertisement that says the, the, the original advertisement said we're putting caramel inside M and M's. The it was photoshopped. We're putting gum 
<laughs> inside M&M's. And then the orange M&M says, ow. Yeah. And, and it look, I mean, it's really well done, so it almost looks like that was like how it was originally put. But you realize they're not going to put that on a... So you're like, what is it? And I was just looking at it, and I looked up, you know... I, the, the, it looks kind of caramelly, and I think if there was another... Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the, the M&M under here says caramel on it, oh, so okay. I was like, it's but probably the, caramel, but it's... You got, you got the red <laughs> M&M and the yellow M&M kind right. of looking kind of smug, yeah. and the orange M&M says, ow. Yeah. Like, he had to come forcefully put into his uh, orifices. Turn me up. Sure thing, boss. We talked a little. You said something about waffles, and I was like, uh, "Do you like waffles?" Everybody, come waffles. on, Kimba, give me triple berry. W is for the many ways that you serve. A is for the admiration you deserve. And that was for the flavor that is second to none. L is for how light you are. You melt in my mouth. And e is for A. Put them all together with a how do you do? Holy waffles, we love. Waffles we love. Waffles we love. Chili waffles should be fine. Waffles we love. Wash me down with Aunt Jemima. That's pretty good. That's better than all the other waffle songs that I know about. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. E is for (laughs) eggs, oh baby. (laughs) Uh, We were talking about. Someone made a joke on our work Slack channel about orange and how nothing rhymes with orange. And so I look orange. Up... Actually, easy. there, like, there is one natural rhyme for orange, but it's like a rare word in like the ten volume edition of the OED, and it's a splorange, which is something to do with a fern. Gorange, an explorange, dorange. It's it's like a an alternate to a splorange or something. Orange. But, but then a guy sent us a link to um, HR Puffin stuff. There's a skit where they do uh, an orange thing. And you have any other words? I mean, come on, blorange. I came up with it immediately, so that's not a, not a word. I just said define it. How it, that be a word? Define it. It's the word that rhymes with orange. So, so actually, to tie this in, search for HR Puff and stuff, orange plorange. No. <laughs> it's as good as the waffle song. Here, I'll, I'll find it. Actually, I have it in my work slack. So let me. Uh... We, we, we were talking about waffles because we were trying to build a plumbus. In, in Jess Printer, and there's a sort of. It looks kind of like waffles when oh, it does okay. the thing. Is that why you brought up waffles? That's why I brought up waffles, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to explain to him how the infill works. I'm like, dude, waffles. Waffles. There's a whole bunch of run up. None of it. I uh, never really watched HR Puffin stuff. Neither did I. It's fucking weird. Really fucking weird. Oranges. Who said? said? There's no, no rhyme, rhyme for oranges. Oranges, oranges. There's another one. Oranges, oranges. I hate, uh, There's another one. Oranges, oranges. 
I really hate um, laugh tracks. This is made in like 73, I man. still hate laugh tracks. This doesn't mean that I'm going to like <laughs> somehow like laugh tracks as older. <laughs> Uh, I'm kind of glad I missed H.R. Puffin stuff. <laughs> yeah, we were a little too a little young. Too young. A little too young for H.R. Puffin stuff. The, uh, did you ever watch Land of the Lost? Nope. All right, so that's the one that I kind of caught like on the tail end. I didn't send you this. I am brave like Gryffindor. I am loyal like Hufflepuff. I am wise like Ravenclaw. I am cunning like a Slytherin. Slytherin. And I loved... <laughs> okay, I like the twist at the end there. I love to be... Did I say it out loud? I love to beat my wife. That's how it finished. It, sure it, it's a, it's an image of a shirt that does look, looks like a sort of a Harry Potter-ish thing and then it ends with, and I love to beat my wife. It's like... Okay, that's that. That's a that's a twist. That's a good twist. <laughs> uh, so I did watch uh, Land of Lost. Like I, I don't think I appreciated all of it, but I mean, it really wasn't that deep of a show. Uh-huh. So I, I did catch the tail end of that in the sleeve stack. I was just curious if you had caught it or not. Nope. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm willing, you know, sure, but it's just like, yeah, not my. Uh, it's probably probably doesn't hold up. Probably not. <laughs> I'm guessing it almost certainly doesn't hold up. If HR Puff and stuff holds up that poorly, oranges, <laughs> oranges. Who said? Uh, so okay, so let's talk about this vacation you're going on. Yes. How long? I'll be back Sunday. So Sunday. Can, oh, okay. You can do a show Sunday night. Okay. If you wanted. Yeah. Or we could put. Put it off. Um, well, look, right, well we... <laughs> this so this is a relatively so we're going to Kelly's Island camping like we do uh-huh. every year. Last year we went what twelve days went forever, but because of the eclipse, uh, we're doing a shorter Kelly's trip, and then August you know twenty first ish is twenty first is the eclipse. Around there, we'll be going off to. Kentucky. I should give you my eclipse class. I saw you had, you, you I, YouTube that or you tweeted that you had the cardboard ones, but I have those. No, so I did get cardboard ones instead of plastic ones, but they're they're from Celestron. So the, the good American astronomy company instead of buying knockoff plastic ones for you know three times the cost. On Amazon from a Chinese company, I bought the American-made cardboard ones with the their ISO certified. So I don't know. That's that's the way I decided to go. I, the, I have the number forty-one welding glasses or whatever the okay. ones that are you know meant for that thing. So you can yeah. But the thing is, I needed four pairs, so I wasn't gonna buy. Sure, sure, but don't 40... you want to have the best? <laughs> I also bought a sheet. Big enough to fit over the three and a half inch telescope. Ah, so rubber banded on the. Yeah, the no, you, you can do that for any. You, you could yeah. do that anytime, really. Yeah. yeah. So I also got that. So I'm not. I haven't decided. Well, you don't. What well, you want to make sure then is you don't have your um, spotter scope out. 
or or you cover at least the spotoscope. Oh, so no one looks at it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. I, it's, it's probably a good safety point. I don't think anyone would look up the spotting scope. Mm-hmm. It's not magnified at all, so it's not going to be worse than looking at the sun. right. But it's still, it still is a lens. It might, in some it might, so, yeah. No, it's not. It's not lensed at all. Is it? No. Okay. So it's not going to be worse than looking at the sun, but it might entice someone to look right. at the sun. That that's the concern. But no, I bought I bought a. It was relatively cheap. It was cheap. It was I think it was six by six cheap that'll fit over the. The Basically mylar, right? It's a yeah, it's yeah. like that. So I can rubber band it over the front of the mm-hmm. telescope. Now I'm not going to know until we pack for the trip whether I have room for the telescope. Maybe I'll take the binoculars. I don't know. Sure. But then I'll have to, you know, cardboard off one of the lenses. Um, I mean, it'd be cool, especially since you know. Once the eclipse is over, you can then still look at it and, and mm-hmm. see all the cool stuff in the telescope. So, yeah. I hope, and take, then I take... have that sun funnel we made, but yeah, I, we never really used it. And the sun funnel, instead of using rear projection fabric, I used uh, plastic sheeting. So I don't really know. I guess I could just point at the sun and see how it works, but... Probably want to try to make a better one. Yeah. Um Maybe if I, I wonder if I put the I wonder if I put the sun shielding on the top of the sun funnel, would that be good or not? Probably not. Probably no. Not. You're putting yeah. too much intensity yeah. through the mirrors and stuff. So here's what I would ask of you. And I'll ask it again when it comes close, but I'll yeah. ask it still. Take a video of of when it happens. So like before, you know, so you can. Um. Sure. The thing is, it's. Two and a half minutes. Right, but as you And it's going to seem like 28 seconds, you know, and... Oh, it's, it's four hours from beginning to end, right? So there's that. The, I would love to... I would love to... Um, you know, I'm thinking about printing a um, adapter for the eyepiece to my phone type thing, you know, that kind of thing, for the telescope. No, I, I want, hopefully, to see sort of a more... Th- of, like, you guys... Oh, like, like right. if you can, maybe you just use Heather's photo thing to just have a video of you guys as totality happens. Right. That is as what as, I, as the landscape turns dark. Right, right. That's what I'm asking mm-hmm. for. Not not a video of the sun as totality yeah. happens, but a video of you of of the surrounding area. Yeah, as yeah that'd be cool. Set up a tripod, just watching us. Mm-hmm. That'll be easy enough. That's, uh, I mean, I've seen this. People talk about this multiple times. It's two and a half minutes. It's gonna seem like thirty seconds, right? Yeah. And so I don't, I don't want to try to be too ambitious with documenting. I want to be in the eclipse, enjoying the eclipse. Right, right. But you, you know? can, you can set that up to record. Yeah. No, you know. if I set up a tripod, watching us freak out. Yeah, that's that's easy enough to do. And that that'd be cool to watch later. Maybe even better than trying to watch yeah. the Umbra. So, or the Corona, or whatever yeah. it's called, Corona. Umbra. Umbra is the the limb, right? The, the, the yeah, the the. There's the Penumbra and the. Um, uh, the Corona is what. I the Corona is say. is the is the high intensity plasma that's yeah. around. That's what I meant to yeah. say. Um. Oh, for sure. Probably still going to be north of Nashville, northeast of Nashville on one of the highway I picked out. Like, 
I got on Google Satellite View and picked out a couple of churches and high schools where there's parking lots. The hardest thing is you really don't know how many people are going to be around. You know that, and you also don't know what the weather's going to be like. So Right. I'm not doing the, the first class eclipse chaser where I'm going to have... I mean, the people that are into this, they're going to be in eastern Oregon... And they're going to have an emergency plane flight to Nebraska. Right. right. You know, that kind of thing. I am going to be sleeping the night before in Bowling Green, Kentucky. It's about a 45-minute drive down the highway towards Nashville. I'm still about 35, 40 minutes outside of Nashville where I plan on stopping right on the center line. And then east to west, I picked five different places where... I can park. Mm -hmm. Uh, Three of them are schools, two of them are churches. And it's pretty rural right there. So it's going to be really curious to see, like, is it going to be shoulder-to-shoulder people or not? Yeah. Like, like how do you how do you figure that out ahead of time? I have no idea. You can't because it's it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Literally a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Yeah, that it goes, and by that I mean in terms of an eclipse that goes from coast to coast in the United States. Right. Yeah. And I, I I imagine that I will see eclipse gazers there, but I don't expect traffic jams. I hope. I was reading a story about there was one in Germany, and the traffic people were going to hop on the autobahn and go check out the eclipse, and it was packed solid. So, I, I would, you know, wake eclipse, up three hours before and well, check out no, ways, the, the right? Eclipse, I mean, like, the eclipse is at 2.30. Okay. Okay, okay, yeah. The eclipse is at 2.30. We're going to, we have to wake up and drive 45 minutes. I plan on being at the location like at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah, you should be fine. I'm hoping. I'm, I mean, it should be fine. It's almost certainly fine. But how do you know for sure? You don't. Well, you can't predict the future, can yeah. you? Yeah. But by 10 o'clock, I expect to be in the place where I'm going to watch the eclipse. So I got four hours to chill. Bring Netflix. And Bring Netflix it, and well, chill. Well, and, and it's, like I said, it's a pretty rural place. There is not that many places where there's, like, public access. Like, where I'm not parking on the side of the street and walking into someone's farm. Really? Like, where I'm looking at going? Here, I'll send you. I mean, that, that, that kind of surprises me. Not surprised about anything. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was just for me to make a joke. I don't know. I, I, I get what you're saying. You don't have to prove it to me. You don't have to look it up. I was just trying to make a joke. Gotcha. But he's still looking it up. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, that's that's probably enough. Jeff was gonna play super hot for another two hours. So. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I won't. Yeah, but so I mean, that's the plan, and then. Uh... My buddy Dave, 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 you know, beers on the show. Who? Dave. Dave. Who? Dave. He's in Lawrence, Kansas, and he's going to go up to St. Joseph, Nebraska to see it. His kids are going to be in school, so they can't, like, do, like, a vacation thing, you know, because we were trying to see if we could line up. But, you know, I'm like, you're not going to take your kids to school, make your kids go to school on Eclipse Day. Yeah, seriously. When you're, like, an hour away from the center line. That's crazy. That's, yeah, they should... They should fucking have it a, a so holiday. so. He's almost certainly going to go up to to St. Joseph, 
Now the question is whether I want to drive all the way out there, you know, to meet up with them or not, because that's an extra five hours, six hours. It's rough. Yeah. And you're gonna be tired after a long drive like that. Yeah, I mean, we got the hotel. I mean, we could stay at his house and drive 45 minutes, or we could stay at the hotel I have in Bowling Green and drive 45 right. minutes. Okay. So it, it's relatively equal that on that. It's We would cancel the hotel in Bowling Green. Uh, Heather really doesn't want to go all the way out to Nebraska just for the, uh, an afternoon. So... You got your, you got you and Heather and the kids, and that that'll be enough, really. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. as much as you know, Dave's fun guy. Dave's fun to hang out with. Yeah, totally agree with you. Probably not necessary for the. Yeah, 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 and you know we have tentative plans. Heather wants to do Cincinnati's Great Wolf Lodge. Uh, on the way there is Mammoth Cave, which is a huge cavern. You know, like, kid, and the kids are so into Perry's Cave on Putin Bay that we're going to do that. Bunch of Kentucky bourbon distilleries sounds like a fun little trip. <laughs> we're probably going to hit Asheville on the way back. Uh Heather likes Asheville. We haven't been there in, mm-hmm. since Allie since she was pre- you know pregnant with Max. So, you know, 7 years. Asheville's changed tremendously. Allie's reading a uh fiction story. Um it's called Sabrina and the Black Cloak, which is set at Vanderbilt Mansion in like the early 1900s. Mm. So, she, I think she'd be psyched to mm-hmm. tour Vanderbilt. You know, when she's reading a book about Vanderbilt, you know, and this uh, paranormal thing that's happening there. So, those are kind of the cool. The, those are kind of the hit points. For, for our clip strip sounds cool, but that's not until August. But th- this, but you're gonna be so you're gonna be gone from Sunday to Sunday. You're gonna be yeah. doing a whole trek. That's a short Kelly's Island trip. Last year we did twelve days. So. <laughs> We're only doing five days this time. All right, yeah, let's go. I gotta pee, and if Greg will let me, I'm gonna play some more VR. Oh, it's already set up. I mean, what am I gonna do? <laughs> <laughs>